0: holy shit, 2023, you railed me. You railed me and I liked it. (laughs) You railed me and I survived. I gave you permission. This was consensual. I understand. I got, I was shoved against a fucking wall consensually and was railed by 2023. (laughs) So the past couple of years, I think I've been railed against a wall and it hasn't been consensual and I haven't enjoyed it and i even woke up this year on january 1st like knowing that i had a decision to make as soon as fucking possible and that decision was to break up with my boyfriend and get the fuck on with my life as soon as fucking possible the day that i broke up with him was a weird one i know we've talked a lot about like my breakup and expectations of a um a relationship rumination isolation after a relationship but i figured you know what if i fall in love and i'm never this i'm never in this position again like what if i what if this is the best breakup advice i have to give and the only breakup advice i have to give and i'm living in it currently right now so i recognize that a few episodes have been about the breakup but i think that i just need to keep going always for my sisters and just for myself because it's where i am it's like where i've been all fucking year and if we're talking about a 2023 recap we just got to start with the breakup so the day of the breakup was a weird one my mom bought this car it was like a beat down porsche basically she was just like going through it and she was like i need a spare car so she bought the spare car for like cash the spare broken down porsche okay broken down porsche like it like barely ran like it was like shaking when you drove it and the the back of the seats were falling off and the the paint was so chipped you know etc and I'm driving it to my first partnership of the year. This was the first week of January 2023 and my first partnership is with Ali B. She's amazing. Ali B is my nurse practitioner. She's who I've gone to to get my fillers, to get my lips done and we were going to have a partnership. We did have a partnership where I was going to get Botox for the first time kind of maybe reconstruct my face for fun, you know, but like in the healthy way, like in the anti-aging way. And the let's, you know what? I might as well start investing in myself way. So I go to her house, which is like an hour away from mine in Yukon, Oklahoma, and my car, I'm driving this Porsche. I'm driving the broken down Porsche. And you know what? It's um, it's doing the shaky thing, like a lot. Like I'm on the highway, it's doing the shaky thing. Not only is it doing the shaky thing, but I'm on empty. But you know, it said I had like 50 miles to go. So I was like, fuck it, right? I think we all do that. If you don't drive, you don't know what I mean. But I mean, I drive on the E often. So here I am. I had no idea Allie's was an hour away. This is my first time actually going out to her place to get my fillers and get, my, and get this appointment done. And the car is like breaking down but I'm just ignoring it. Like literally I'm in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road, the car shaking, gas tank empty. My phone's about to die. I have no idea where a gas station is. And I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried for some fucking reason. There was nothing. There was like my nerves were completely fine. I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be completely fine. So I'm like, hmm, Either I trust this thing, I trust my life, I keep going going with the Led Zeppelin, I keep going with the windows down, the, you know, the little car shake, it's just a little rock and roll, it's just a little rumble, and I'm like, do I trust this, or do I freak the fuck out, call for help, and be more responsible? For some reason, my nerves were just so chill that day. I mean, like, so chill that I didn't even call anyone to, t- I didn't tell anyone about the car shaking me not having gas going an hour away on zero miles and i decided to trust it it was just like the weirdest energy i decided to trust it and i get to allies we have a great appointment i look so cute feeling so good I'm like, okay, let's get these lips done. Let's get Botox for the first time. Let's get some filler in my cheeks. Like I need to look different. I've been super fucking unhealthy the past three years. There's been a lot of death the past three years. Can you help me look more like me? Like in the anti-aging way, like in the healthy way, like in the rejuvenation way. And she was like, yeah, let's do this. So believe it or fucking not, I get all the way home. Car is just fine. I mean, it looks like a piece of shit. Sounds like a piece of shit. I I somehow survived. I get home and I have the confidence. I have the confidence of Madonna. I have so much confidence. I come home, I clean my house because I'm like, I fucking just survived that hour long drive to the middle of nowhere. And I'm about to get all this, I'm about to get fillers. It's January, it's a new month, it's a new year. Let's go, baby. I'm the luckiest girl alive. I don't know if you've heard of lucky girl syndrome, but that was a big thing I repeated to myself in January and I don't know if I believe in it. So I would just go ahead and say, don't repeat that out loud unless you want some like other things to happen. But it but I mean like if you are the luckiest girl alive, I understand because I am too, right? So I'm laying down and all of a sudden my my boyfriend at the time comes in, super jovial. Just honestly he had a great day too. But I was I I don't know what I do not know what happened. But within that like two hours of me cleaning the house and sitting there I was like i'm done i don't know why but i'm done i no i know why no i'm i've reached my limit i'm done and it's a brand new year and what better time to break up with someone than the beginning of the year so that you can have the rest of the year to heal aka that's what i did so i call my mom and i'm like mom i think this is over like i think it's run its course i think i need to be a lone wolf i think i need to get through this on my own he's not satisfying me i'm not i need to move on please help me and what the fuck does she say? Mother of the year award. Mother of the year award. Okay. What does she say? She says, I will give him the Porsche if he packs up and leaves tomorrow. Woo. Mom, I love you. Mom, I love you. If you don't know that, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm so fucking thankful for you um, because guess what that motherfucker did? So he comes home. Of course, I agree to it. Of course, I agree to my mom saying this. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. Great idea. Wow. I love you so much. I can't believe you're going to give my ex-boyfriend a car just for him to leave. But what if he doesn't take it? Like, what if he wants to fight for me? Like, what if he is like, no, I'm not going to take a car over you. No, I'm going to fight for you. No. Yeah. So he gets home, super jovial, doing, you know, had a great day at work, whatever. And within like 10 minutes, I'm like, I got to say this. I got to say this right now because I, I, I just can't even be in the same room as you right now and be truthful and be honest. So He's all happy, he's all snuggly, and I'm like, I need you to, I need you to get off for a second. I need to tell you something. I need to break up with you. I'm so sorry. This is not working. And it's a sad situation for like 30 minutes. Like it's sad. Like we're talking. Like he's like, you know, kind of going back and forth. We're like, should we really do this? Should we not do this? Should we really do this? Should we not do this? Because we have been off and on before. And I've needed to get the fuck out of the relationship for a long time. And I think that he knew that too. Like we were just both not good for each other. After I broke up with him, he was really upset. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and tell him. My mom said you can have the Porsche if you leave tomorrow take everything pack up and leave tomorrow when I tell you that motherfucker stopped crying when I tell you that motherfucker stopped crying I was debating on whether or not I was even going to tell the story because I I couldn't believe it myself like from his perspective he's like oh I'm getting broken up with and I get a free car because his car was like basically broken down or maybe he didn't have one no he didn't have one He was driving a motorcycle or something i have no fucking idea he didn't have transportation like 50 percent of our relationship okay this is just my truth this is just my truth and the second i said you can have the porsche he turned around stopped crying and was like i'll take the deal and he took the deal and you know i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful he took the deal because that made things easier on everyone thank you mother for that thank you ex for taking the deal i mean i do hope in the future that my ex wants to fight for me more than just you know take a free broken down piece of shit porsche and leave but that's the way that it was planned that's the way the universe wanted it and i'm so grateful it happened that way so that is how i started january 2023 and then of course the months leading to december were up and down as life is after i broke up with him i went through a small grieving phase And if you've gone through a breakup, I want to introduce to you the way that I kind of got through things. Because I really took note of myself all year. Like, I truly tried to not just get over it, but to fucking sit in it. Okay, so there's this uh, docu-series that's very controversial called The Idol. It came out this year and most of fucking Gen Z was like, what is this shit? Cancel the weekend. He's disgusting. Why is she, why does she look like she's being raped and abused? What is this disgusting show? I was like, I got to see it. I got to see the show. It looks fucking awesome. The entire time I thought it looked awesome. So maybe that was wrong of me. No, none of this is wrong of me. This is just my opinion. And this is where we're going to keep going. The Idol is, well, okay. The little synopsis on Google says, after having a nervous breakdown that caused the cancellation of her last tour, an aspiring pop star begins a complicated relationship with a self-help guru and the head of a contemporary cult. Yeah, I was like, I gotta watch this shit. I've gotta watch this shit. I watched this shit, I love this shit. And I'm like, oh my God, should I love this? Because it's obviously abusive as fuck. Like obviously he's taking, taking advantage of her. Obviously this is common of what happens in the music industry where Women are just, you know, vastly fucking taken advantage of. Taylor Swift, Kesha, I mean, every, don't, like, fuck. Like, that's a whole, no. You know, you guys know. Women are taken advantage of in the music industry. So I think that when people saw this show and saw that Lily Rose Depp, who plays the main pop star, the main character, when they saw her obviously get taken advantage of, they were like, this is not okay to watch. But let me tell you why I related to it and why I would recommend it. The music industry is incredibly manipulative. If you don't know, I've been in the music industry the last ten or so years. I studied the music business, um, commercial music. It's what I absolutely love. It's my number one passion, probably. So the Idol is a drama series created by Euphoria, Sam Levinson, and um, The Weeknd. Abel Tesfaye, <laughs> the, the The Weekend. And so that's also why people are just like, "What the fuck is a show? I'm not going to watch a show. What is this? What a cult leader? Music industry? No thanks." But the show um basically follows a pop star jocelyn um who was played by lily rose depp on her journey to reclaim her career after her mother's death by like entering a super problematic relationship with this club owner who's a cult leader named tedros who's played by abel the weekend and basically he's trying to get the most amazing music out of her he's like looking at her like she's a star seed and he's the god and He's like, you need to do what I say, and you need to be abused in order to get this music out of you. Like, you need to stay in the environment of abuse and manipulation in order to create. You need to stay with me, do what I say, go so deep into your brain that it's humiliating. So Jocelyn tells Tedros that her mother abused her her entire life with like a hairbrush by beating her. Okay, So it's the really sad, graphic, gory. And therefore, Tedro starts beating her with a hairbrush. And he thinks, you know, he's in control. He has power over her. He's hurting her to get this creation out of her, to get this, to he's manipulating her to get what he wants out of her. This is the very end. I am um, revealing the end. I'm sorry. So there's a plot twist. And essentially, the entire fucking time that we watched her be abused throughout this drama series, the pop star who lost her mother, who is trying to reclaim her power, who looks like she's being fucking humiliated and abused at the very end she's on stage and she is the one who used him the entire time she used him to get the music she needed out of herself even though she recognized his toxicity that he was mind controlling everyone around them that he was manipulating people to think that he was this nice good guy and that he wasn't hurting her and at the end she's like no motherfucker I know what you were doing the entire fucking time. I survived and you benefited me. And I don't think most people got to that part in this show. Like, I don't think most people got to the very end to see how amazing it all came together. Not to mention, like, the colors, the choreography, the cuts. I just think it was an amazing show. You kind of watch her be manipulated and abused, but she knew she had to find a way to get herself out of there. And that's kind of what I was doing. Not to that extent by any fucking means, but... I recognize that the person I was in a relationship with was fucking manipulating me because they were not taking care of themselves. Therefore, they were telling me things they couldn't follow through with constantly over and over and over. And if that's happening in your relationship where someone's not following through with something, I need you to get out. Like, listen, please. I love you. Get out. Because they're not realizing how much they're hurting you. And that's just destructive to themselves. They're destroying themselves and you're part of their environment. So I just related to, I don't know, I related to the idol a lot, I related to Jocelyn a lot, and I don't want to go into fucking detail, but if you have been through gaslighting, if you have lived with a narcissist, if you have been manipulated in ways that your entire fucking reality became confusing, I would totally watch the show. Fast forward through the abuse if you can. I mean, a lot of it is just abuse, but like the rape scenes and, um, or don't, and sit with it. There's a song in the idol called Into the Void. And I think that perfectly kind of frames the breakup I felt after kind of taking my power back, after breaking up with him and realizing I got to fucking take my power back. How am I going to do this? Whoa. After I broke up with him, there's a massive void. Everything feels voided. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't feel like I know anything I don't know if I should go party, if I should text my exes, if I should go move in with my family, if I should go to therapy three times a week. Like I didn't know what to do with myself in so many ways after this relationship that I recognized the only thing I could do was sit in the void and sit in the silence and take note of the silence. So that's what I started to do. And that's why I'm doing this episode because I've taken a lot of note and I've really looked at what it's taken for me as someone who is an empath was i became a codependent in this relationship so a codependent empath that didn't think they could get out of the relationship and also didn't think that they would be stable for a long time after exiting the relationship i can tell you it took about nine months probably so just about you know enough to fucking have a baby you're having your own baby you you're rebirthing no truly it literally took about nine months for me to refine myself and here are kind of like the stages i think of what i felt at first you're gonna grieve at first you're, you're gonna feel really confused at first you're gonna feel kind of like really fucking independent like whoa i did that but you're also gonna be like whoa i don't have that person to call when i'm in sos whoa i have my own bed to myself now whoa i'm not grocery shopping for two there are so many little things that change that you don't realize and that's the void. That's the void that I had to kind of sit in and be like, okay, what do I want from the grocery store? What do I want to do as a hobby that doesn't include him? I mean, this is also the phase of you probably dyeing your hair, you know, changing your wardrobe, cleaning your house, deep cleaning your house. I had to deep clean my house like five fucking, no, no, like six or seven times. I'm still finding his shit. I think I just got rid of the last of it. I hope I got rid of the last of it. But... Breakups are just weird. The first few months, you feel like, okay, what the fuck do I do with my time? I spent a lot of my time literally laying on the floor listening to Lana Del Rey, like, on repeat, in the most, like, like, pathetic way possible. Like, I didn't even recognize I could get that pathetic. I wasn't meditating, either. I wasn't meditating. I was barely eating. January, February, March of this year, I was just preparing for the rest of the year. I was like, okay, how the fuck do I what do I, what do I do? How do I do this? And then of course, come April, I'm traveling to London. And after like the first three months, after the first 90 days, after a breakup, you start to fill that void, right? Like you start to, you start to recognize, well, maybe you just realize there's a void. Maybe the first 90 days, that's when you realize there's a void that you need to take care of. And then come the next 90 days, April, May, June, that's when you start waking up. You start waking the fuck up. Like, I was listening to so much Lana, so much Billie Holiday, so much Etta James that by April, I was like, "Mm, I, I can't, I can't, no, no, no. I need to turn that off. I need to turn that off. I don't relate anymore. I suddenly don't relate. Thanks, girls. I love you. Honestly, girl fucking power because they were there for me when I was in fetal position by myself alone, filling the void. But this is when I really woke up to the loneliness is like April, May, June. I was like, I have to make changes in myself because everything around me, I don't recognize and not to mention that appointment with Allie. So right before I go to London in April to start doing all this content, I, I follow through with my partnership with Allie and I go and I get Botox for the first time I get the Botox. I get the cheek filler. I will give more details probably on a TikTok or YouTube at some point. um, So you can know exactly what I got put in my face. But by April, I didn't fucking recognize myself. So I'm over here the first 90 days. I dye my hair dark. I get my nails done. I, you know, clean my house. I fill the void. I recognize the void. And then by April, I have these fillers in my face. Things are different. I don't have this partner to rely on. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't recognize myself. This is weird. I think this means I need to rebuild. Oh my god, wait. A story I wanted to tell quickly that happened in March is, okay. so I'm going through the breakup. I'm hair done, fillers just got done, I think. And I'm going to New York with my family. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun. Right after spring break or at the end of spring break or something like that. And we're going to see the Phantom of the Opera before it closes on Broadway because my family loves Phantom. We are Phantom fucking stands, Angel of music forever. So we're going to New York. And this is a big deal for me, my mom, and my sister. This is the first time my little sister's going to New York. She was 10 and... We're only going for the weekend just to see Phantom. So we're so excited. Great, great flight. Get our bags. Everything's all good. Get in the taxi. We get to the hotel. First off, it's the not a great hotel. My mom's not great at picking out hotels. That's my job from now on in the future, mom. We've agreed to this, okay? We've agreed to this. We get to this hotel though. We get to the hotel. We check in. We check in, we get in the elevator. We get in the elevator, there are quite a few people in there. It's kind of kind of packed. We're on the eighth story or something like that. So like not too high up, but high up enough. And click the button, ding, ding, ding. We are at our story. My sister, my mom gets out. My sister gets out. All of a sudden my sister's suitcase gets stuck. I trip. My phone falls on the floor. I'm getting PTSD just saying this. My phone falls on the floor. And within half a second of me Going down to pick it up, my phone falls in between the elevator cracks eight stories down a New York City building, down a New York City elevator shaft within 30 minutes of us being in New York. My phone was done. I was done. The universe didn't want me to have my phone, but I just can never get over. Like, that's just the most unprecedented PTSD of the year is my phone falling between the tiny little crack in the elevator down eight stories in new york city as soon as you get there so i didn't have a phone the entire trip hold on to your phones in the elevators let this be your lesson so now it's the end of june i am ready to rebuild as i said and i'm planning the rebuilding like i'm a planner i like to plan for all the rebuilding well i couldn't really plan for what just happened it was just happening without me noticing it was just happening as i was changing it was happening as i became more strong i like had to put up boundaries with people i had to put up boundaries with people for the because they were energy vampires because i had to for my livelihood for myself for the continuation of my the healthiness of my life In the past, I would have been a people pleaser and not had any sort of confrontation or maybe just let the situation die out. But no, this year, by June of this year, just six months after being single, my healing goes on autopilot and I draw all these boundaries with a ton of people. So suddenly people are just falling out of my life like dead flies but it's actually good for me i think it's sad i think it's existential literally including family members but it's good because again needed to draw the boundary before i wouldn't have i would have let them have my energy this year has been about getting my energy back not giving it away so i think that when i went to get my botox appointment in january like the universe was like this is your year of refueling your body with energy how are we going to do that we're going to first have to let everything crumble everything's gonna have to fold everything you've like ever known like your best friends like um your relationships with your closest family members um like the way that the everything you eat your gut health like suddenly i had to wake up to being an adult it was as if my partner was filling those voids for me and i wasn't filling them myself therefore i wasn't growing in the relationship therefore i couldn't function on autopilot and when i did wasn't me, it was my really bad habits. And my relationship was one of my bad habits. I had to do this for myself. I still feel very confident in every decision I've made this year. And that's weird for me to say because I think that the old me, me this time last year, would have just let it all slide. Which sounds weird because also people always think I'm this fiery person. I'm not fiery. I have a lot of earth signs in my chart. Like I'm very just chill and whimsical i'm not i hate confrontation i hate fighting i cannot handle yelling and i needed to not fight to not argue to not have confrontation to not have anyone in my space in order for me to get my space back get my energy back and get my power back here's what i'm going to say if you're in this situation it's probably gnawing at you like your subconscious has probably sent you messages here and there saying the relationship you're in right now might not be awful Or it might be awful, but either way, you're not going to grow into the person you need to become if you're filling your voids with them, with him or her, with their bullshit. You got to fill your voids with your bullshit, and it takes longer than a year. And then as soon as you start to fill those voids, at least for me, it was like July, August, September. I was still pretty depressed. I was still very lonely this summer. But I started to realize that I was filling my time by using my hands. Like I was creating more. I was playing the piano more. I was um, wanting to be outside more. I was organizing more. I was on my whiteboards more naturally. Like this is not something I plan to do. And again, I'm a planner. I, like, I, I love to plan things. But when I was in this relationship, I didn't plan shit. We didn't go on holidays. We didn't go on trips. We didn't plan, we didn't plan dates. He didn't plan dates for me. It was just the complete opposite of who I was. And this entire episode, I just want to like get at, all it is is giving your fucking power away. It's settling. I just listened to Alex fucking Cooper's, well, I listened to a little bit of Alex Cooper's um, episode that came out today about settling. And I was like, holy shit, like last night I had my mom and my sister and my cousins over. And I was like, I just want to bluntly ask you, how have I become better? And they literally say responsibility, independence, And you're not settling anymore. My little sister, my baby sister, who's not a liar, you know, like kids tell the truth. She's like, she used the word neat. She was like, you're suddenly neat again. And you weren't when he was here. And this is me. Like this is what I was craving the whole time. This is what I was craving in the relationship. I was craving routine. I was craving cleanliness. I was craving hobbies, travel, just things that the relationship Just things that the relationship I was in couldn't provide. And these things to me are life forces. This gives me life, like traveling gives me life. Having a clean house gives me life. Planning for things gives me life. And um, just different things gave him life. So I gave him a lot of my energy. There's no one to blame, as I always say, but myself. I gave away my energy by not recognizing I was giving it away. By not putting back into me so that's why i think i've wanted the first like you know eight nine ten however the fuck many episodes i need it to be i need to talk about this because i'm a year out and you can really only look at it in retrospect because i'll never be in it again like we are never ever ever getting back together thank you taylor we're never getting back together i even sent him that fucking song after we broke up it's not that i didn't accomplish things when I was in this relationship, but I was slowed down. I was really fucking slowed down because I was focused on things that weren't me. And ultimately, if I focus on me, then I can give. So if I'm focusing first on things that, like, you know, arguments or ways to fix our relationship, or maybe I'm coming home and walking on eggshells, like that's a way I'm giving my energy away and not putting it in. And after five years of not having my own energy, not feeling like I had my own autonomy, I was basically either ready to get married and say, fuck it, this is my life, or I'm gonna do the brave thing. I'm gonna break up with him, know that I can trust that I can get myself out of this and see where life takes me. So by July, August, September, I drew these boundaries. I didn't really have the negative toxic energy vampires in my life anymore. I didn't really have that many people in my life anymore. I wasn't necessarily grieving but I wasn't necessarily putting into myself. I think this is the first time, July, August, September, that I started to find myself again because, and back to music, it's because I was listening to Britney Spears, like nonstop. I was listening to Outrageous. I was listening to Boys. I was listening to Me Against the Music. I was listening to Lucky. You know, I turn this music on. Christina Aguilera, dirty, stripped, pink. Let's get this party started. Sierra, one, two step. Beyonce, dance for you. I turned this music on that reminded me of me and I didn't turn it off for like a two months. And suddenly I, between August and September, I was alive again. And it's not, you know, like a, it's not like, oh, I'm born, but it kind of is. It's kind of like I just rebirthed myself. I just put up all the barriers around my new life. I'm entering a new world. I'm stronger, I'm braver. I don't have that much energy, but I have it and it's mine and it's not going to go to anyone else. And I trust myself because I made the brave decision. It's like I suddenly understood why old people love to listen to throwbacks because throwbacks are like a, it's like a feeling. It's like, like the older you get, the more you're looking, you're like grasping for energy. (laughs) Not really, but kind of like the older you, I mean, actually, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So like a, the, a jukebox Baby, if there's a song on there that makes you feel alive, I'm going to play it. All of a sudden, I get it. Whereas before, I would just listen to whatever music was on the radio. I would listen, or no, 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 not true. I would listen to whatever music was on my Spotify that day, like, you know, um, hit, hit, shuffle. And now I listen to music very intentionally, whether there are certain songs on repeat to help me get into a zone or Britney in the shower. Britney before meetings whereas before I didn't listen to that I would listen to music that appeased both of us so what we're doing right now is we are getting a taste into what my relationship was and of course I have faults too as fuck this relationship was just really fucking bad it was just bad it was just unhealthy we were like really good friends and I totally wish him the best forever and always but we were it was a really unhealthy toxic relationship and it was mostly unhealthy and toxic because I, on my end, let it keep going. I saw the toxicity. I wasn't getting my standards met, my needs met. There were not dates. He was not following through with what he told my mom he was gonna do. Like just those two little things mean so much to me. And I kept going for years and years and years. I just know that I I just know that there are other people in this situation and stop fucking settling. We do have to stop settling or else our dreams are not gonna be fulfilled. Our dreams are gonna change and that's okay and that's beautiful, but you without anyone else around you with your energy, with your power in your house on do not disturb after a good meal, a glass of wine and all the, maybe you have a hobby room. Maybe there's an easel. Maybe there are speakers for you to make music. Like, what can you do by yourself That's what 2023 has been for me. It has been taking my power back and watching what I can do with it. And we're just getting started, baby. We are just getting fucking started. And I'm so excited because where life suddenly does feel more sentimental and I feel more aware um, to everything, which can be hard, I also feel like everything is more beautiful, alive again. My choices are mine. They're not split. They're not a split decision. And so October, November, December of this year, what have I done? I've cleaned again. I've gotten my hair cut again. I've let the hair dye go out of my hair so I can have it back to my natural color and see, okay, who the fuck am I? I've watched myself start to hustle again, October, November, December, because I've also found my vocabulary, kind of. I'm working on that all the time. But I do think after you get out of a relationship, like you share a you share a type of lingo and conversation with your significant other that you don't realize doesn't really make sense to like your own life. At least that was me. Again, we were very enmeshed though. I use that word often because maybe, you know, I know not all relationships are like this. Like I don't want to relate my relationship to the idol and to the manipulation, but that's like the furthest extent of it, him using her. But I do feel as if I was used. And I think a lot of fucking women are used because especially empaths, female empaths, we are caretakers, even if that means we're caretakers of ourselves. That doesn't have to mean nurturing. That just means we're going to take care of shit and get shit done. And if you have a lazy boyfriend, he's going to love that. He's going to love that. But who's going to help you? So that's how we get our power back, okay? we get our power back by rebuilding sorry to say it that's my experience i'm also not sorry to say it because i knew that before i got to this position i knew that honestly a couple years into the relationship that i'm it's going to take it's going to take a long time for me to strategize my way out of this so yeah that might be fucked up of me to say but that's my truth i kind of had to strategize my way out of my relationship and then know that it was going to take at least a year for me to feel even a little bit of my own energy again, even a drop of my own energy. But that's mine, that's mine, wow. What do you wanna do with your life? Who's getting in your way? There probably are people getting in your way. And once you get all the shit out of your way, you start to see what really matters. And all of a sudden, you were fighting for that just droplet of your own energy just to fuel yourself. But then suddenly, The people around you are giving you energy because you're around the people that matter, the ones that aren't taking, the ones you didn't draw the boundaries with. You're only talking to the people that ask you questions about you, that care about you, that follow up with you. And you don't expect that from them. They just care enough to do that. And you receive it. You don't ignore it. You receive it as fuel, as love, as light. So if you're in a situation where you're like, how the fuck do I take my power back you got to do what's brave. I mean, you probably can get away with not destroying your life all at once. But as I said, like by June, my body was just kind of doing it for me because I continue to trust myself and give myself the things I needed, give myself the nutrients, give myself the, um, I would spend time reading or watching the right thing so that i had the verbiage to use to draw the boundaries without me even realizing it so i think what i'm trying to say is if you're in a situation right now where we are in breakup season right we're in breakup season if you're in a situation where you're dating someone that really isn't satisfying you they're not ever going to and you know that right now as it is so what's the point and staying any longer, unless it's just to protect yourself to get out of the situation as easy as possible, or, you know, on top, taking your power back. I feel a lot for the women that are, or were in similar positions where we haven't felt like we can get away from our partners because either they're incredibly dependent on us, we're dependent on them, we don't know the roadmap of what's next, let me just tell you if you break up with your partner soon you can plan all you want but you're not going to know what's going to happen really just be there for yourself be there with yourself document how you feel be aware of how you feel don't numb don't fill the void okay if you want to get your power back you're the only one that can take your power back that can get it back that can fuel it back into yourself you're the only one that can do that and I'm the example of someone that's done that this year and it has been hard fucking work and there have been days where I've been like, how do I fucking do this? Why the fuck am I here on earth, God? Why am I here? Why do I have to go through this? I think that more often than not. But then I think about the beautiful things, that we're not alone. Someone does love you. Someone does love me. I'm a lot stronger than I think I am. So I release control all control. This time last year, I released control. I knew that I was probably going to have to break up with him soon. Didn't know it was going to be that day. Didn't know he was going to take the car. But if there's anything I've done in 2023, it's release control and just trust myself. It's the most adult thing I've ever done. Like as soon as you decide to become an adult, you're an adult and that sucks. But it also is liberating. It's freedom. It's no more traditions that don't make sense or don't add up to you. You're you. It's your life. And at the end of the day, what fucking matters? You. Like my grandpa said yesterday at lunch, number one, your soul. Number two, in the past few weeks, this is, I feel like all I've heard. Number two, relationships. So I had to fight the first six, seven, eight, nine months for that one droplet of confidence, of energy. But then I had the right relationships in my life to start giving it to me willingly and I'm giving back willingly without even noticing it that's just a beautiful relationship negative relationships are just as negative they take away just as much you and you're fighting for your life so it's been a long one 2023 we did it I'm one year into the breakup I mean next week is the official but I'm one year into the breakup you're one day into thinking you can maybe break up with them Am I telling you to dump him? Absolutely, I'm telling you to dump him. Didn't you know that's where this was gonna go? You need to spend time for you. Trust yourself. If he's not treating you right, he's not gonna treat you right ever. He's just not. Don't think he's gonna change. Don't expect him to change. Don't try to fix him. Don't think that, like just make your plans to get out now. Cause it's gonna take a long time for you to find yourself again, to feel yourself again. And all we got is time. All we have is time. So it's time to take back our power ladies women everyone in between let's take back our power and um dance 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 like it's the last last night of our life life baby tonight dj on the dance floor i took my power back this year by taking my mind back there's anything i have to say this entire episode it's that i took my power back this year by taking my mind back i love you i hope you had an amazing christmas I hope you had an amazing holiday, an amazing Hanukkah, an amazing Christmas, an amazing day to yourself. And let's get this fucking bag in 2024, okay? Let's put the fucking habits in place, drop our motherfucking expectations, tell Granny to fuck off, just kidding, but not draw our boundaries, exploit our life publicly and live like you're gonna fucking die tomorrow because why not how can you take back your power right now even here are a few ways you can take back your power to start the new year um you can find the right medicine something I didn't include in my little yearly roundup as I went through different uh actually I just for I just decided to stop taking my medicine one day for like five weeks didn't go well don't recommend it but finding the right medicine that's taking back your power I'm there now reorganizing your entire fucking space or just moving that's taking your power back meeting new friends new friends not friends that have ties with the old friends brand new friends that know nothing about you learn how to draw the boundaries learn how to have a good routine for yourself habits hobbies topics of interest that make you feel alive that's how you take your power back No more energy vampires, all right? I've said that way too many times this year. I don't know what's happening next week. I don't know what's happening next year, but I plan on having my fucking power and multiplying it by (laughs) 500,083. I hope you have a happy new year. I hope you had an amazing Christmas. I love you. Thank you for listening. If you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would mean the world to me. It would end the year perfect, but no matter what the year is ending perfect, I love you. I love my cats. I love my family. I'm grateful for this breakup. I hope you're doing okay in life. I would love to hear from you. All right. Ho, ho, ho. Bye.